Hey guys, welcome back to the Intentional Queen podcast with your host Janine, where you come to be on your journey for restoration. I'm empowering women to be their best selves, their authentic selves, and we go on our self-love journey to healing. So I have a special, special, special queen with me today, Miss Terry Huggins, and she's coming through. She's a freelance journalist. She's been featured in multiple big magazines, one of them being Parenting and one of them being Essence. Um, she's an author of an ebook. She's a mompreneur, a boss mom of two little boys. She's also was featured on the Rachel Ray show. Let me tell you how I met her. I met her through my friend Latorsha, who has a podcast called Ice Coffee and Self-Care. And they had an anniversary in the fall for Latorsha's second year. And me and Terry were both guest speakers on her event. And so we met there and she talks about self-love on Latorsha's event. So, you know, I had to bring her into the podcast. So without further ado, hey, Terry, thank you for coming through. Hey, I, you know, I'm so happy to be here. It's interesting to hear the rundown of everything I've done. Sometimes like, oh, I'm kind of special. Yes, you are. Listen, number seats is long, so I couldn't even give you all the full credit because I need you to tell us a little bit more about you. So give me some of your background, some of your credentials, and even how you became an author and a freelance journalist. Talk to us. You know, I've I went to school for journalism and graduated in the height of the, pa- or the pandemic and the height of the recession. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and there were no jobs. So I created a job um, as a freelance journalist. So I had the pleasure of writing for various magazines for the last 10 years. I've written about parenting topics, about bridal things, about relationships, about personal finance, et cetera. And I can honestly say that I love what I do. Not gonna lie, media is not an easy, uh, it's, it's not an easy industry and it's it's very cutthroat. And, you know, people always say fake news. So you don't really get, <laughs> <laughs> nobody really respects you like this year, but I really do love what I do. And it brings me joy to share with people. I like to think journalism and writing is my form of advocacy. Yes. And you know, I follow you over at your Instagram. So you normally always have up on your stories like a quote a day. And you know, I like to go on there and uh, watch your motivational quotes. So you definitely do give people inspiration in multiple different facets. Everybody loves to feel remembered. And we send text messages all the time and you just rattle them off. How good does it feel to get a handwritten note in the mail when you least inspect it? A nice little surprise mixed in with, you know, the cable bill, the credit card bill, the student loan, <laughs> student yes. loan bill. Yes. Because you feel special, right? So then you see that somebody thought about you and it was unexpected, right? Because you weren't yes. expecting it to come through. So that makes you and feel it's special. An intentional thing. Like it's, it's such a clear, intentional gesture. We don't do enough to be intentional about, you know, the little tasks throughout the day. So it's my intentional way of not only bringing sunshine to somebody else's life, but bringing sunshine to my life because I truly have joy writing these notes to people. Sometimes I sign them, sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't, but Mm -hmm. I I love it. I think that's awesome. And it's funny that you keep saying the word intentional because this is Intentional Queen podcast. And, you know, um, when I came up with the podcast name, it was because I wanted to represent doing something with good intentions because I feel like that's how people... When you're doing things with good intent, normally good things come from it. And so by you sending cards to these people and just trying to brighten up their day, I'm sure that's just that's just awesome. I just love that. 
Well, we talked earlier, probably about a few weeks ago, and you came up with this thing telling me about the word of the year. So it's July 1st and we're recording, guys. And so we got six months left to the end of the year. And so, Terry, tell me more about the word of the year. What's your word of the year? So my word of the year is share. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows me knows that I am actually a private person. I have a hard time sharing my wins. I have a hard time sharing the things I'm working on. It's it's just an uncomfortable thing to talk about. But I realized that when you get those wins or talking about those wins makes it much easier for you to get more. Talking mm-hmm. about the things that you're working on makes it much easier for you to you know, work on more things that you love. So I wanted to be intentional about sharing. Mm-hmm. And sharing for me means a, a lot of things. I mean, number one, it means actually telling people what I'm working on, telling people about my new bylines, telling people about a podcast that I'm on, telling people about, you know, just, just the work that I'm, I'm working on at that moment. But it also means sharing a little bit of myself, like mm-hmm. personally also, you know, that vulnerability. And it is so mm-hmm. hard to be vulnerable as, you know, I think for most people, but it's something that I've definitely struggled with. I mean, sharing also means just giving, giving selflessly to somebody Mm. else with nothing else, uh, nothing expected in return. Mm. Um, And in the last six months, I haven't done my, you know, six month review yet, but but looking back, I, I actually do not regret the times that I've shared. And I've learned that what you track grows. So what I want to do going forward for the rest of the year is actually write down the things that I've shared and what come of it or what became of it. Maybe mm-hmm. I got praise from a family member. Maybe I just felt comfortable getting something off my chest. Maybe I felt joy sharing, you know, a, a childhood story with somebody else. But I want to be intentional in tracking what happens when I share because I think a lot of the times we get so nervous about sharing and being vulnerable because we're not really paying attention to the results afterward. So I'm like, Ooh. if I actually write down what I share and what resulted from it, then it'll hopefully help me be more comfortable in sharing in the future and continuing that transformation and that growth and seeing where I can go from there. Listen, I'm too snapping for you right there. You used a lot of the big words that we're using over here at the Intention Queen podcast, one of them being vulnerability, because I feel like vulnerability is just so hard. I'm a private person too. So this podcast for me was stepping out of my comfort to try to share with others, but finding a platform that made me feel comfortable enough to share. So here we are now, and I really look at how far I've come with sharing, because when I look back, I can look at the episodes. And to me, it's kind of like a therapy session one-on-one with a queen that's listening to it. Because remember, you're not speaking to a particular group. People got their earbuds on or they're working out or they're doing something. So they having that one-on-one conversation with you as they're listening and doing their day-to-day activities. So I feel like sharing has empowered so many people and people have poured back into me. That's part of the reason why I got you on the podcast because you talked about self-love when we were on Latorsha's thing. And I remember you talking about writing a letter to yourself and that stuck out with me that I took that, that note with me, um, that nugget. And so I encourage the women that are listening to do a self-love letter. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what's a self-love letter? So 
I feel like we throw the word self-love out so frequently. And so many people are like, what is that? How do I show myself some love? How? And I think we start again by being intentional with the things that we say to ourselves. Pay attention to what you're telling yourself. When you look in the mirror, are you sitting there looking saying, I have cellulite, I have stretch marks, I have fat shoulders. Well, I guess you don't really have fat shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But you get what I'm saying. Uh Or are you looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what? My body took me through a lot and I am here for it. Look at you, girl. So writing that letter to yourself and reminding yourself all that you are capable of, what you see, what what are your wins? What what are you happy about? And another thing I want to do going forward, you know, the next six months is actually do this task of give myself two minutes to write down compliments about myself. Mm. something that I love. And hopefully as I do it, I'll be able to write more in two minutes. I mean, maybe today you can only come up with three things you love about yourself in two minutes. Maybe Mm. a month from now, you'll be able to come up with like 10, 20, 12, whatever. So that's the whole thing about writing a letter to yourself. For me personally, what I loved when I wrote a, a letter to myself, it reminded me of who I am. I, I know you're a mother and for the other moms who are listening, It is so easy to lose yourself in parenting. It is so easy to get wrapped up in the kids' activities and their health appointments and making what they want for dinner that you forget who you are. And you do it so much that one day you look up and you're like, what happened to me? Yes, yes. It's so easy. So one day in particular, I, I wrote a letter to myself, but I hid it. And that's like the thing about me letters. Like I like write little letters, put in post notes, and I hide them in inconspicuous places and I come upon them. And sometimes I need to pick me up and Mm -hmm. some days I don't. Uh, But this one day in particular, I remember writing a a note to myself that said, Terry, you are the same girl you were at 25 with the same energetic uh, sense of awareness and the same vices with just that much wisdom. You Mm -hmm. got everything you had in you then and you still got it now. And I needed that reminder because I know I can't be the only one who looks back on their twenties and they're like, man, I had so much potential. I had, there's so many things I wanted to do. What happened to me? I I was a risk taker back then. And then you become a mom or maybe you're not a mom. Maybe you, you get wrapped up in just adulthood Mm -hmm. and you're like, what happened to the 20 year old that was going to change the world? Who was going to like start this business? So finding that note reminded me that one, that person is still within me. And number two, those dreams don't die unless I allow them to die. I can continue to make those things happen. And it's also a reminder that sometimes on the way to a dream, you get lost and find a better one. Mm, You better go ahead with that one. I like that. Ooh, that was good, y'all. I hope y'all took some notes on that. If you want to play small, then you keep talking small. But if you want something bigger, talk bigger because guess what? You are already there. You are there. You are so much further than you realize. And you have a, we have a hard time recognizing those stepping stones that we took to get us to where we're standing right now, because right now is where you are capable of making magic right in this spot. You can make magic here. Mm, Say that one more time for the ladies. They need to hear that one more time. Say that again. You are so capable of making magic exactly where you are. You are not behind. You're not too late. Exactly where you are. Start talking big because you can do big things where you are. Mm. And it took me so long to recognize it. 
I'm on that same boat. So like we talk about imposter syndrome, but I mean, some people might not know what that term really means. So what does imposter syndrome mean to you? You know, to me, imposter syndrome basically means not be, you're afraid of being found out because you're not truly trusting your capabilities. Mm. So I know for me, and I'm ashamed to say this for so long, I always was invited to speak on a panel for uh, media professionals. And I was invited to this panel like three years in a row. And every single time I turned them down because I was convinced that I was not big enough, that I mm. did not belong there. They invited people who were at the New York Times, who wrote for CNN, TV anchors. And I'm like, that was a mistake. There's no way in the hell they wanted me there. And I declined because I'm like, look, if I go up there, they're going to know like, she's a fake. She's a fraud. She's an imposter, imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So I, I just kept turning them down one day. I don't know why it just clicked in my head. I'm like, yo, this is the third, fourth time they had invited me. This ain't mistake. They are inviting me to the table because I, I earned that seat at the table. I deserve that seat at the table, but mm -hmm. yet I kept talking myself out of it. And that is imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. talking yourself out of the seat that you earned, making you think, making yourself think that you are not capable, that you are not deserving, that you shouldn't be there, even though you are supposed to be there. You better go ahead now. I'm up here. Ooh, it's like you talking to me over here. I felt that because I mean, podcasting wasn't something that I you know, really was comfortable with, but I'm getting better. And then I was just meeting people through it. And at first I'm like, am I like an imposter up here trying to be like a motivational speaker? And then next thing you know, like you said, you just got to play it big, you know, instead of trying to play it small. And as I started leaping out there, you know, things just started coming more and more and I was manifesting what I was working at. And, um, you know, people gave me opportunities because like you said, sometimes you just got to take the opportunity and believe that you belong there. Like I was looking at the panel when I was with you, um, Latorsha, we had Tia there, then we had Kabisha. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be up on this panel, but okay. You know, they got wonderful websites and, you know, all this national stuff. Okay. Yep. And, um, you know, we did that thing and I, I felt proud after doing that, but, you know, people believe in you. And so once you believe in yourself, that's why I just did that big exactly. episode. She believed she could. So she did yes. because I want people to hear that. And I think that ties into imposter syndrome that once you really believe it, like then you just function in that space. So yes. I feel like and that is exactly why I like to write letters to myself, because going off of what you just said, the more you love your ideas, the less you need other people to love them. So then you don't care what they think you don't get validated like, you know come on exactly, now exactly exactly you are whatever you say you are no no permission needed like you are whatever you, you love who you are you love being a podcaster then guess what you are a podcaster there it that is. is it that is it and once you tell the universe or god whatever who you are they deliver once you tell the universe who you are and say it proudly and confidently, the universe will deliver every time, but it can't know. deliver until you claim it until you see it in yourself. Mm -hmm. It starts within you. I've been telling people, you got to just believe it inside yourself and just do the work because sometimes it's work. Like you said, you had to do some things, get some information, do some type of like you said, you've been on multiple magazines and get all your stuff. So that way, when you was up on that panel, you like, I belong up here. And I'm sure they loved you being there because what they invited you three times until you finally yes. went. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's almost embarrassing that I, I kept declining them. I really, I convinced myself like, this is a mistake. They, they don't want Three me time. there. Yeah. Three, why do they keep inviting me to this? Like, <laughs> they don't want me, but you know, again, and that's part of the imposter syndrome. Maybe it would have been easier for me if I, if I loved what I did more, if I actually saw it in myself and it doesn't matter that I had been doing it the whole time. It really took until, I mean, even recently for me to say nationally published journalist. I've been a journalist for, I can't tell you how long, but I just clicked on like nationally published. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm claiming it. I claim it. I I am not an imposter. I am legit. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Listen, and you was on Rachel Ray. Listen, you talking about nationally published, but you've been on some TV shows too. So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, you've been on TV shows too. So Definitely kudos to you. I'm like cheering you on. So I wanted you to give us like five tips that you would want to tell my intentional queens about self-love and how they can manifest doing better with their self-love journey. Anything? Five tips. Let me think. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, one of my favorite tips for self-love is to have goals that mm-hmm. have absolutely nothing to do with serving anybody else. Mm-hmm. Part of loving ourselves is recognizing that we bring value to the table, regardless of what you do for anybody else. You are worthy just because of you, not because of what you do for your employer or what you do for your kids. You are worthy. And we need to recognize that in ourselves. And that's why I I always suggest have a goal that has absolutely nothing to do with anything else. Have a goal that doesn't have to do with your job because God forbid you lose your job. You feel like you lost yourself because that you wrapped up your worth into that job. Mm-hmm. God forbid something happens to your, your children. I mean, I pray it does not, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> so. it happens to your children. You need to have something to keep you going. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why I always say, I never liked, you know, all those love songs. Like I have nothing if I don't have you, you know, I, you, you're the air that I breathe. I'm like, I'm sorry. I am a whole person. I am a whole person. If something God forbid happened to my husband, I would miss him. And I would, I would definitely be hurt, but I will still have something. Try not to laugh. You too funny. You too funny. But I understand what you're saying. Don't wrap everything all up into one. You exactly. still need to have yourself. You got to love yourself first before you can love yes, others anyway. Love so yourself first. Exactly. And take care of yourself. And I want to be specific when I say take care of yourself, because I feel like take care of yourself is such a blanket statement. You tell it to a new mom, you tell it to someone who just moved across the country, but what does it really mean to take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's just going back to the basics. For example, you had a long day at work and you're hungry, mm-hmm. actually eat. Don't sit here and say, you know what? I just got to finish writing this email and then I'm going to eat lunch. Like, no, take care of yourself. Go eat your lunch. And come back. (laughs) Yes, and then come back. Mm -hmm. You're feeling tired, but yet you need to go grocery shopping. Listen to your body. Sit down. Relax. That is taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because we say it so loosely, I think, and it loses meaning. Sort of like when people say get help, you know, when it regards to therapy. (laughs) Like, you know how hard it is to get help? Come on now. Like, I know. Listen, I'm I'm laughing because I'm like, this is some valid facts. And some of them I'm I'm guilty. I don't let me do this one more thing. Let me. Yeah, 
Exactly. I think we're all guilty of it, but, and you know, again, be intentional with it. Be intentional. If you have to make it an alarm in your phone, if you know you're the type that forgets to eat lunch or you're the type that forgets to take your vitamins or forgets to, you know, wash your face with your favorite cleanser or whatever, put it in your phone as an alarm, make it so that you don't have to remember, make it so that your phone or whatever does the remembering for you. And that is all part of self-love, taking care of yourself, valuing yourself, putting yourself on the pedestal that you deserve, doing those little things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do is, um, you've probably seen in my Instagram stories, my intentionality and, you know, self-love mm-hmm. and loving life. I like to start each day with a sparkling glass of water and a champagne flute. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because I like to start every day with a little bit of sparkle. That's your thing. Yes. That's my thing. I start my day with sparkle, you know, similar to getting off on the right side of the bed. (laughs) Right. Everybody has their thing. I mean, like I said, I get up, I like to make my bed. I got a certain way I like to do things in the morning. Like you got to just do what makes you feel good, but you're doing it for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I I think those are all really important things in practicing self-love and giving yourself grace. In all aspects, not just at work, not just when cooking dinner, not when you're grocery shopping, not just when you're with your friends, but in all aspects, as a mother, as a daughter, as a son, give yourself grace because you can only do so much. You are enough right here in this moment. You are enough. And recognize that everything is a process. Recognize that you got to start somewhere. And it's okay if that's somewhere that you start isn't perfect Mm. and recognize that even after you're an expert or you have experience, there's still so much to learn. So give yourself grace. Yes. Come on for grace. Yes. You know, I had to teach myself this, you know, especially as we speak about motherhood, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as mentioned, I am the mother to a five-year-old. He just turned five last week and an almost two-year-old. I came to the realization that you are always a new mom. I feel like we beat ourselves up all the time and you, you get to a point like, you know, I'm not new with this. I should know better. I should be able to pack his lunch better for school. I should be, be, be able to put him to bed, you know, better than this. But every stage of this journey is, is a new one. You are always a new mother. You never stop being a new mother. Mm. And in that, you need to give yourself grace. The same way you gave yourself a pass because your child was just born and you're running on sleepless nights and you don't know how to nurse or how to, you know, swaddle a baby. It's the same way you give yourself grace when that child is 5, 10, 27, 45, et cetera, because all of it is new. You never stop being a new mother. Mm. You never stop. Every day is different. So give yourself grace in that aspect. Give yourself grace in marriage and relationships because you are, you are two separate people growing together, hopefully growing together. And every day is different. When those people grow and experience different things, give yourself grace in friendship as you learn that your friendships go in different directions, that every single thing has a season. Some seasons may last longer than others, but everything has a season. Give yourself grace through all of it. Listen, I'm over here just like you have in church. I'm just like, mm-hmm, you better go here with that one. I understand that one, them seasons. Yes, yes. Whew. I don't know if that was five, but you ran through them. I think those was awesome. I forgot to count. 
that, that's all right. I think it was good either way. I think hopefully the Queens is taking notes because she's definitely trying to help us to take better care of ourselves and understand, hold ourselves accountable for being more responsible for ourselves. And also with that mom thing, I think that was so good because I'm a mom too. And my kid just turned five. And I feel like every day it's like something new and not in a bad way, but you're learning something new every time. So you be, you know, you just have to adapt. My word of the year is pivot. So I'm out here just pivoting through everything about seeking better peace. To me, self-love also means finding a sense of peace in whatever you're doing and, you know, healing up some of those broken places so you can be a better mom, so you can be a better wife, so you can be a better, you know, and show up better in relationships. Because like I said, you cannot be good to others if you're not good to yourself. If you don't love yourself intensely enough, it is not going to be a good thing for you when you're in relationships because it's going to show up in other ways. So you you really have to exactly. get a hold of that. And exactly. Um, the reviews and some of the emails I've received since I started the podcast, I didn't realize how many women were feeling bruised or broken and trying to fix this part of themselves um, so they can get into a better place and space with themselves as they move into new things in their life. So, I mean, it was shocking to me because with me not wanting to be vulnerable at first and me being very private, I was like, oh, I don't want to share about my life. But I just realized I wasn't alone and how many women really are in some of these places. So I think this right here really helped us to do that. I got one quick question for you and then you're gonna give us our credentials and we are gonna close this thing out. So what would you say to your younger self? One thing that you know now that you would have told your younger self. I would tell my younger self, trust yourself. You know more than you think you do. Mm. And I, I have to tell myself that now still. <laughs> But trusting, trust myself, I, you're on the right path. And mm-hmm. even if the path does not look the way you thought it would, you're doing the right thing. You are going in the right direction. Things are falling into place and you don't even know it. The mm-hmm. stars are aligning and you don't know, even if it does not look like that right now, the stars are aligning in your favor. Trust mm-hmm. yourself. And then after they do align in your favor, share, mm-hmm. <laughs> share that. With others, yeah. Share it with others. Share because honestly, it isn't conceited. Mm-hmm. It does not make you weak. It's not arrogant, but we need to share. And I've, I've learned that sometimes when we sing our own praises, it makes it easier for other people to share their praise, to sing their own praises and recognize what they're capable of. And hopefully that means we'll all be singing a sweet harmony together soon enough. Right. So please sing your praises, mm-hmm. trust yourself, watch them stars align and then share it, sing those praises so we could all join in. Mm. Wow. If you don't have anything else you want to say, we're going to close this out by you telling us all our contact information. So tell us where we can find you, your website, your IG, tell us. So you can find me all over the World Wide Web. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, my website, Terrific Words. I have um, a blog on there in which I talk about uh, personal growth, some personal finance, um, affirmations. I do have a newsletter that you could sign up for on my website in which I, I send out monthly and I include 30 days of affirmations as well as some uplifting content. And again, some personal finance tips. I am on Instagram and Twitter as Terrific Words. And I also have my ebook, 
actionable quotes. Your favorite quotes don't work unless you do, which you can also find on my website. All right. Listen, y'all heard that. So you make sure you go out and you check out her website, sign up to her email newsletter. She has that ebook out. Y'all need to get that. Follow us at both of our Instagrams. My Instagram is intentional queen journey. I am thanking you, Terry, right now. You got us definitely feeling love thinking about our word of the year. So ladies, I hope that you are thinking about what word of the year. Terry already said her word is share. My word is pivot. So function within those words to help navigate you through the rest of this year and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks bye bye